Welcome to Paint Radio with your host, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. Yeah, Paint Radio. I'm Andrew. Emily, how are you? I'm great. So we record these podcasts in a shared studio. And some of the other podcasts that are recorded here, one is about beer. That's very popular. Nice. No one loves the beer more than you. <laughs> There's a topical sort of news humor podcast that's recorded here. Very cool. You've been on that one. I have. So lots of cool stuff. And our podcasting peers like to tease us that we talk about paint. And sometimes it hurts my feelings. But I rise above it and you tell me it's okay. And I appreciate that. It's okay. But ironically, we don't actually talk that much about paint. We talk about owning a painting business. Yes. We talk about skiing. Yes, a We lot. talk about how you're often shrill. Oh. <laughs> a favorite topic. And shrill! <laughs> a favorite topic of people. And so today, we're actually talking about paint. Isn't that exciting? For actually the first time. Do you think it's literally the first time we've specifically talked? Come on. Well, first we need an intern. And then once we get an intern, we need to get that intern to check the archives to see if this is true. I'm telling you, it's been all business topics. Anyway. But, yeah. So we're today, excited to do something new. And today, actually, we're not going to talk about paint. What are we talking about, Emily? <laughs> we're talking about surface prep. Oh, nice. Something very specific. Very specific. Surface prep for what? So the last couple of years, we've seen an influx of entries around cabinet refinishing. It's been a Top big... job entries you're talking about. Yes, yes. Lots of top job entries on cabinet refinishing. Yep. We've heard a lot about it from contractors. We've seen a lot of contractors setting up shops. We've seen a lot of contractors looking to get into it. It is a wonderful business. Yes. You need to know what you're doing now because yes. we've also heard some horror stories. Specifically, we have heard a couple of horror stories related to grain filling. So, with that in mind, there's many people out there who are experts at green filling, and that's awesome. There are many who walk away as soon as they realize that there might need to be some green filling. So, uh, we've got a good little podcast today to talk about some best practices, to answer some reader questions, to talk about a couple of horror stories. We so, do. We have yeah. the right guy for the job. Brian Barry, president of Aquacote, aquacote.com. He's our guest. He also sponsors the podcast. We're excited to have him here because he knows his stuff. And like Emily said, this is a very worthwhile and popular topic. So I think you're going to learn a ton from this. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. So you're the guy with a lot to say and a lot of intelligent things to say, the expert on grain filling. I know you've got multiple products, but today we're really focused on a single product, and that is your grain filler. What would your sort of elevator pitch be for a contractor who is unfamiliar with Aquacoat's grain filling? If you have customers that are trying to get a glass smooth finish, it's pretty hard to attain. I've talked to contractors that said the best they could do is 85% by just building up more product. But if you're trying to do that, this product will help you. And um, your customer doesn't really want the grains because they absorb dirt and they and grease and they stick out and you'll get a smooth surface when you uh, use this product. So let's jump in. We know we've got a lot of contractors who are pretty familiar with the cabinet refinishing product. We have some who are looking to break into the market, some of them who may have experience with grain filling, some that may not. Let's talk a little bit about what the typical prep would be or really how you identify when you need grain filler. Well, on oak cabinets or ash cabinets or any cabinet that will leave grains and oaks and will continue to absorb product, this will minimize the absorption of primers and paints once you seal and fill the grains. The grain filler not only fills the grain, but it seals the pore so that whatever you put on top of it won't get absorbed. 
So when you're estimating a project like this, it's a little bit different, right, than if you're just priming and painting cabinets. How do you need to estimate this to ensure that you're covering your costs in time and product? From the customers I've talked to that have been using it, they started out by what the regular bid would be or their contract, and they added 30% to start with, and then they managed to see if that was enough or not enough. I do have a customer that is a contractor, and he has taken a drawer off. He'll ask his customer, do you want your grain filled and you want a smooth finish? And they're like, well, what do you mean? So he'll take the drawer front off and take it back to his shop, and he'll put the grain filler on half of the back, and the other half of the back, he won't grain fill it, and he'll present it to his customer, and he'll say, which of these do you like? And they're like, well, what's the difference? And he'll say, the one that's not grain filled, which the customer's like, There's, why would anybody want that compared to that? So he takes, you know, let's say it cost X regularly to finish your kitchen. He started off with X plus 30%, and his customers have almost never chosen the unfilled. Wow. So it's a, it is a good opportunity to upsell. Right. And you could charge more than that. There's not a lot of it. There's not a lot of people filling their grains. And over the time, people somewhat accepted, and they don't like it, but they've accepted the grain um, popping through and visible. So it's because there's been nothing, there's been no way to do it. I had a customer call and say he had put four coats of paint on, and it's still not filled. Can you apply the grain filler now? And I said, yeah, if you let it fully cure, mm-hmm. sand it with the 220. And then um, apply the grain filler, probably one coat at that point, and then a coat of primer and a coat of paint. Uh, You'll get a really smooth finish at that point. So before we dive in and really explain the technical process or the practical process, for contractors out there listening who are unfamiliar with this grain filler, or maybe even unfamiliar with AquaCoat, just give us a little background on your company and your products. So AquaCoat was started over 25 years ago when the company's customers were demanding like more healthier, non-flammable alternatives to the solvent-based products for themselves and commercial industrial guys for their employees. And that's kind of how the water-based products and AquaCoat got started. And then you guys have something that's a white cabinet green filler. Right. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? We've made a clear for a while, and we actually make it for some large U.S. acoustic guitar manufacturers, and they love it. And then people started using it. The guitars and tabletops love it because it's so clear that it doesn't affect the color of the wood. It just makes it look transparent so you can see through it, which is great. But then people started using the grain filler to paint their cabinets. We didn't even know that for a point. And then people would call and say, I can't get this to work. I put on like five coats and I kept sanding and sanding and it all went away. I can't even tell if it's there. (laughs) That's a bummer. (laughs) We had people ask if you can make this white, it'd work much better. So we're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, oh, okay, oh, yeah. And then after about the 15th person called, the light bulb went on. And then I talked to my chemist, and I'm like, could we do that? And he said, yeah, we could develop that. So the white will be uh, much higher solids. The clear is like 21% solids, and the white is 29% solids. So the white will perform better and have better adhesion in less coats. Can you take us through, uh, give us the application method. What do you do? How's this work? So you would degloss and clean your cabinets, sand them down to like a 150, wipe off the dust, don't use tack rags. They're oils and waxes, so they can repel anything like a water-based product on it. You would take the grain filler and generously force it into the grain with a Bondo blade, a putty knife, 
your fingers in a, with a glove on, a lot of people like that actually, and then kind of scrape off some of the excess. You really got to force it in though. It's not like you just set it there, but you need to force it in and then let it dry for an hour and lightly scuff it immediately before you apply the next coat because if you apply the grain filler and let it dry overnight, that's fine, but you don't want to sand it until right before the next coat because it's a derivative of a water-based top coat. So if you apply it sand it and come back in a day or two and try to put something else on it, it won't stick as well. Okay, so dry first, sand second. Yeah, that's kind of the method for that. Some of the contractors should be able to do one coat, a lot of them probably two, so that's pretty common. Once you get adjusted to how to work it and how to be more successful, you might be able to get away with one coat. So it's definitely worth testing it out. Definitely. in your shop, in your garage, on a couple of sample cabinets before you run out to your customers. Right. And get a method that works for you because contractors ask, can I prime first and then put this on? Some guys do that. Some guys don't. That's your choice. The problem with that is it is very similar to the white primers in color. So we're adjusting it now to make it a little bit darker from white to off-white so that it'll be more visible in contrast with the primers that are mostly used by the contractors. Okay, gotcha. So you can see which doors you've done that have been just grain filled and which ones have been primed. And you can literally see it down in there. You can use it to create the Cerusi look, which is a desired look for like designers and stuff like that. And you can color it too to do that. That's what I think we want to hear about is can you tint it or should you tint it? You can tint it. You don't need to. But if it's the exact same color as what you're putting underneath it, you could add a little bit of trans tint or trans dye. You really don't need much and stir it in. Otherwise, it's really the same color as some of those primers. I wouldn't do it just to do it. But if you find that that's what the situation <laughs> is, I would, you know. You can test. do it. You can do it. Yeah. Okay. You can also use it for artistic finishes. You have a real grainy wood and you want to put some different colors into it so you can put a white down and you can take the grain filler and add a little bit of black to it and make it a gray and then put that over and then put a faint coat on top of it. There's all sorts of different things you can do with it. So one thing that we did before this podcast is that we did reach out to our audience via social media and asked what kinds of questions everyone had about grain fillers so that we could get you to answer those on air here. One question that we got from a reader was they were asking, why not just use wood putty or joint compound? Okay, so wood is a living and breathing thing, so it'll expand and contract with moisture, temperature, humidity, all of that. So the wood putty and joint compound is basically they're clay-based products. So the clay-based products over time will dry hard and can crack with a little bit of expanding and contracting of the cabinet doors and drawers. The white aquacoke grain filler is acrylic-based like paint, so it'll absorb more of the expanding and contracting of the wood just like paint. How about once this step is finished, looking great, feeling good, time to prime and paint? Any limitations or specific preferences when it comes to primer and top coat? We recommend high quality paint. Not junk paint. (laughs) Just a high quality paint. You know, you buy from your paint dealers, the places you buy your paint on a daily basis or a weekly basis for the contractors. Any cabinet grade primer or paint will work. You do want to block the tannins. So you want a little tannin blocker in your primer. Whatever will work best for that. Needless to say, the higher solids the primer is, the better the whole project will work. Because the pores are filled and they're sealed, you just need to put your product on top and they'll pool up and be less absorbed. So, Brian, one question that we got from readers too, grain filling versus just replacing the cabinets. 
replacing the cabinet itself is pretty expensive. You have really high quality oak wood and they're going to replace it with a lesser wood and it's going to be painted. But your boxes and the sides of your cabinets are still going to show the grain. So they'll still absorb the dirt and the dust and it will look a little contrasting because one of them is smooth and one is not if you don't fill the grains on the boxes and the frames of the cabinets. Yeah, and I think the point is here is, is that you can do it. You can fill that grain and come up with a really clean, fine finish right. without having to replace the cabinets. Yeah. Now, one person told us that they went out to a job, their customer had already painted their own cabinets. So there was already some coating on here and the grain was showing through. They needed a pro to come in and fix it. Will that work? Can they do that? How's that work? Yes, you can. That's common. I get questions from guys like that all the time. And yeah, you would make sure the cabinet is fully dried or the paint is fully dried and then cure per the manufacturer of the paint's guidelines. You would scuff sand it with a 220. Again, wipe the dust off with a rag. Do not use tack rags. They have oils and waxes. Probably one coat of the grain filler at this point and then probably a coat of primer and a coat of paint, just like the instructions on the canister of the grain filler. It would be the same after that, after you prepare them. And that's why you use a pro. That's why you use a pro, right? (laughs) But it does generate good business for pros. So, you know, it's a win-win when homeowners (laughs) do it themselves. And mess it up. Exactly. How about, again, for thinking about a contractor who hasn't used this product before, quantity. How much of the product is needed to do a typical kitchen cabinet? So we found that a kitchen of 35 to 40 doors and drawers, a quart will be enough to do two coats, pretty much no problem. The shelf life on this is greater than a year, so it lasts a long time. It will pass two freeze-thaw cycles, so if you leave it in your van overnight, once in the winter or two times, it should not be a problem. But if you continue to leave it out there and it frosts and thaws, it will break apart and not work well. And also, you don't want to apply it when it's 95 degrees in the sun. You know, you don't want to apply it when it's 40 degrees, just like a paint. So probably general moderate temperatures for application on all of these. Right. I think we covered this lightly before. What are the dry times? The grain filler literally will dry in a half an hour. You probably want to let it dry an hour. We recommend you apply your one or two coats after your test to decide what you do need, how many coats you do need, and before you sand it and start priming it. This is a water-based product, so we recommend that you let it dry overnight and almost all of the shrinkage will have happened, and then you just lightly scuff sand it right before you start your primer. Brian, so again, I think we're probably dealing with some contractors here who are interested but do not have direct experience using this product. So any pointers that you can give them about the process or things to look out for, mistakes that might be common but easily avoided, do you have any hints and tips that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so number one would be I can't stress enough how lightly you need to sand it. This is not like your grandfather's grain filler and from the old days where you put a big heavy coat on, let it dry overnight, really thick, sand it down to 120, do it again, sand it down to 220, do it again, sand it down to 320 with wood putty or different based uh, grain fillers. This is more meant to be the only reason you're sanding it is to open it up so that the next coat adheres. It's easy to sand off. It powders very fine. It's meant to be sanded very easily, so you can go through it pretty easily. So just lightly sand it and kind of get it level and apply your primer after that, number one. Number two, I would, like I discussed earlier, there's a little bit of shrinkage, so you want to let it dry overnight 
after your last coat and before you prime it. You want to sand it right before you prime it. So you do want to, you know, in an ideal world, schedule an extra day for this. There's a lot of guys that don't, though. So they're able to get away with that. It's probably user's choice, I guess. It's a derivative of a water-based top coat. Mm-hmm. Rain fuller is a derivative of a water-based top coat. So you, it will dry and start to repel everything in a short period of time. And you want to sand it just immediately before you're going to apply either the next coat of grain fuller or your first coat of primer. Just got to open it up so it adheres to the next product. We got the right guy on, that's for sure. He knows his stuff. He knows his product. He's uh, <laughs> well, and it's, it's <laughs> very good. practical. You know, it's we good to going. know that you can, you know, that you can deliver a really high quality finish without maybe not as much work as what once was. And eco-friendly, Yes. Yeah, non-flammable, non-combustible, low odor, low VOC, shelf life greater than a year, passes three freestyle cycles. Yeah, very low odor. It's nice. Great stuff. Brian, you're the right guy for the job, that's for sure. That's exactly the type of information we look for on Paint Radio. Very practical, very helpful. So really, thank you so much. Listeners, if you're trying to become better at cabinet finishing, if you want to learn more and more options about what you can offer to your customers Grain filler from Aquacoat is certainly a great option for you. Go to aquacoat.com if you want to learn more about that. Brian, again, thanks, man. This is great information. I really appreciate you coming on Paint Radio. No, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Love to educate. Absolutely. That's what we do here at Paint Radio. So look for other podcasts. Force us to be practical. Tell us if you think our podcasts are not helpful. And then I'll blame Emily because that's what we do. Thanks for listening to Paint Radio, everybody. Have a great day.